Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Tommy Mello. Tommy, are you ready to do this? Let's do this, George. Let's go. Welcome. Tommy is the founder of A1 Garage Doors. It's a $50 million plus home services business with over 360 employees in over 17 states. He's a regular contributor to Inc., Entrepreneur, and other business publications on the topic of entrepreneurship and small business. He is the author of Home Services Millionaire. Again, Tommy, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. I, uh, you know, I don't know. It's hard to sum it up in a quick sentence, but I started A1 Garage Door Service in 2006, and it's a it's a fast growing company. We're we're pretty big here in Arizona. Um, I'm from Michigan. We expanded into Michigan, and and my sister lives in Wisconsin. We went there, um, but I'm obsessed with business, and I've made every mistake in the book. The reason you should listen to me is because I've made so many mistakes. I don't want you to make the same mistakes, and. Uh, you name it, I've done it. I've recruited. I've done handled all the marketing. I've worked in the warehouse. I was the guy fixing garage doors for a long time. Um, also got a master's degree in business from University of Arizona, so Eller. Um, and then, um, you know, I realized in, in my master's program, it really wasn't about the knowledge I gained. It was more about meeting people and learning how to effectively speak to people and build uh, a nice little group of of people, trusted advisors around me, uh, really learned how to get to know people. I, I hung out at a table that all we talked about was search engine optimization and pay-per-click on Google. And that's what really helped the business get going is marketing. And uh, like I talked about earlier, George, is I, I look at it now as marketing is really a piece of recruiting. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. Nice. I appreciate that very much. So you started the company in 2006? Yes, sir. And when did you do your MBA? I got, I finished school in 2012. Okay. So you were, you, you had some pretty practical business experience under your belt. Yeah. You know, it was the first few years were not very, very successful to say the least. In 2010, me and my partner kind of decided to go part ways with one another. And, uh, that was for the best. He's doing really well in Montana. Now my mom and stepdad moved out here from Michigan to Phoenix and um, they helped me out a lot while I was getting my master's. And I'd say it really got ignited and kind of a catalyst year was 2014. I had what I call my integrator come on board and he helped do the things that I wasn't good at. And um, lots of things have happened. Uh, manuals, we created SOPs, KPIs, the right CRM. I know these Acronyms probably don't mean much to people, but customer relationship management system and key performance indicators and really learn how to build a manual and make sure when someone started, they knew what success looked like and how they would be graded. Um, Al Levy from the Seven Power Contractor taught us a lot about that. And we've hired a lot of coaches, a lot of mentors. Um, we go see different successful businesses a few times a year. I'm always out of town checking out big companies and kind of emulating what they do well. And I talk to a lot of businesses and tell them it starts with an org chart. It starts with a depth chart. It starts with get your marketing, figure out what it's going to look like. A big thing that we talk about is brand, like having the right brand, the right website that matches your trucks, that matches your, your yard signs, that matches your stickers, that matches your mailers. And a lot of people 
they missed that piece and their website looks like crap and, and their stickers look different than their, their wraps that looks different than their billboards. And there's no symbiotic relationship there. Nice. So that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff here. I know. Yeah. How, how, so you're, are, are, are you an EOS company? You, you mentioned integrated. Yeah, we, we've done some, we've done quite a bit with EOS. I had, um, uh, Gino Wickman on the podcast, my podcast, actually home service expert. Uh, Gino's a great guy. I like the EOS process, but we've done a little bit of EOS. It's not something we practice every, every month. Um, but we've taken things out of that. And, um, I say my core competencies are marketing and sales. That's what I do. I've got a whole financial team. Um, but yeah, we, um, we study a lot of things, a lot of different coaches. Nice. So when you're saying that you go and you you check out or you're visiting other businesses, is that because you have a reciprocal kind of a relationship where you're inviting people to come check out your company too? Because I'm sure that you're very busy and so that takes you time to leave and then your people you are, you're talking with are kind enough to give you their time. You know, I've read a lot of books. I've had a lot of these guys on the pod, my podcast. And typically I'll just say, hey, man, the CEO of another company, can I come by your business, hang out a little bit with your CMO, the chief marketing officer, want to talk to the CFO, want to see how you guys train people, um, at, talk a lot about marketing, talk about recruiting and training, um, understand where their biggest financial mistakes are. And a lot of times I'll make that into a podcast. And it's a, it's a pretty cool thing because I can ask any questions I want. And, um, you know, this year we're budgeting 151 million is our budget. That's what our goal is. That it does not include consolidation of other companies. So we're trying to buy uh, some competitors out as well. So I'll come up and I got to tell you, when you're on the plane getting out of town to go to a place like this, it's incredible the questions you come up with and just to walk in there and see a way that they do things. And a lot of times it's air conditioning companies. I've been to a lot of roofing companies, plumbing companies. Uh, one of the ones I want to go to next is in Tulsa. I want to go to Quick Trip to their corporate office because when you walk into Quick Trip, it's amazing how these everything it's so coordinated. Everybody's working and it's the recruiting process. They got two registers, they're power washing outside. And I've always been impressed. So I just love to see where are their successes and where could I maybe skip a step in the process to not make those mistakes. Nice. I appreciate that. So do you have a favorite question or a couple of questions that you always ask? Well, it really depends on the company. Typically, I find out I love marketing so much because, for example, I'm in this thing called the 100 million mastermind. I pay $100,000 a year to go to three events. And there's this gal I met named Amanda Tress. And she went from a million to 65 million in one or two years. And it was all through what they call micro influencers. And so just that conversation with her spawned a whole new marketing campaign we're working on for influencer marketing. When you learn what influencer marketing or affiliate marketing is, you just, and hers is all about diet and supplements. And, but she kind of coined it into a way that, is more about saving lives and diabetes and, and stopping cancer for the food you eat and whatnot. And it's amazing to see, it's hard to decide what company you're going to talk to about what, like sometimes companies are known for their training. Sometimes companies are known for their culture. 
So going into different companies, I typically want one main thing when I go there to talk to one main person about different things, but there's nothing I won't look at. Uh, I went to a company that does about 600 million um, called Service Champions in Southern California. And it was amazing. I, I got obsessed with the way they do dispatching and they got three monitors up and they were just kicking butt. So I got to ask them a lot of questions on that. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. So it sounds like you've got and have worked really hard to create great systems and processes and platforms and, and all that good stuff. And it strikes me that probably a lot of companies lack in those areas. And then they're curious as to why they're not having success with recruiting. And I know how important recruiting is to any organization, but I also know that it's so challenging right now. How has that been going for you? It's great. I got to tell you, um, there's a lot of things that go into recruiting. Number one is people say, what can you do for me? Um, Hmm. A lot of times people expect you, you, number one, you got to offer more than the other guys, right? You got to have benefits. You got a PTO, you got to have a new truck for them at home service at least. But here's what's crazy. Uh, A lot of people just don't go to job boards like career builder and indeed and monster and LinkedIn and Glassdoor, And I can keep going. There's a million of them. Um, zip recruiter, but they're, they're looking for, they're, they're finding a job passively through a friend or on Facebook or on Instagram. And, you know, my avatar is typically uh, it's a male technician that's out in the field. We've got women technicians, but it's typically, they got to be able to pass a physical and be able to kind of keep up, up and down a ladder. So um, I'm not discriminating, but typically they've been between 20 and 30 year old males. So what do they hang out on? They hang out on TikTok. They hang out on uh, Instagram and Facebook. So uh, one of my buddies called me six months ago, uh, Vanessa and her husband, Jody. Um, Jody, his name's Joe, but he goes by Jody. And uh, she's like, we're killing it for recruiting truck drivers. And I said, truck drivers are impossible right now. Like there's so much going on with the pandemic and just truck shortages and just impossible to get truck drivers. And she's like, no, we figured it out. We've got this whole system. We post on social media. We do a video interview. I mean, it's absolutely lights out how well they do for recruiting. And um, I said, let's give it a shot. So they flew out here and my class have never been better. Um, Just a players. I always say one, a player equals three B players. And the reason I wanted their help was because we've got a whole training facility here. We've got our own apartment complex. People come here to train for a full month outside of their area. And I walked upstairs for my new training class and it was only 10 people. And I need like 20 to 30 a month to keep this engine going. I have seven full-time trainers and three full-time recruiters now. And uh, so I asked for their help and they, they just, they've really got a nice system that the average person takes 40 days to onboard and hire somebody. Um, we needed to cut it down to 10 and 10 is still too high for me, but 10 is actually getting results. And their company that they started is called rapidhirepro.com. Um, they're doing a ton of stuff at home service, but very, very impressed with the way they're doing things. Um, and then my buddy, Al Levy with the seven power contractor, he got me involved in manuals. So when someone comes on, they've got a whole thing that they're expected to go through and know and understand. And it shows what they're graded on tattoo policies versus if your car breaks down, what happens if you crack a tablet, like an iPad, how do you deal with that? All these things are discussed now. And the culmination of both of them and some other great managers have done just wonders for the business. Nice. 
So you talked when we got started about how you made all the mistakes. Was yeah. was 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 one of them trying to do everything by yourself? You know, believe it or not, I did do a lot by myself. And obviously, one of the best books of all time is The E-Myth Revisited. Uh, people work in their business, not on their business. Um, I'm the first one to ask for help. And there's things that I hate. I, I know Excel pretty well, but I don't want to live in a Excel sheet all day or a pivot table. Um, I'm not very into the financing uh, side of things, although we do have a financial quick check once a week that I'm heavily involved in. Um, I... I did do a lot, but it was more out of a necessity. I started with no money. So the minute I got enough money after I made an orange chart, I said, I hate this. And I circled it. And I said, this is the first person I'm hiring. This is what I hate. Number two. And I'm going to hire this one. So I've always hired for my def- deficiencies. I've got an assistant. Um, she's time manager for me. She's also my organization factor, like keeping stuff straight, putting it in files, making sure it's easily obtainable. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, I'm not anything close to Warren Buffett, but he talks about his assistant just as if without her, he'd be useless. And um, I've got a lot of those people around. <laughs> Find out what you're really good at and focus on that and get better rather than trying to be well versed in everything. I think that's the best advice I could give just to that kind of work on the business versus in it is just really look to find out what you're great at and and continue to get better at that because why would you want to be good at accounting if you're never going to live in accounting? You know, and I think that's the owner's biggest mistakes because they don't trust anybody. They literally want to open their own mail. I don't open up my own email. Like I've got people that open up my own email. I, it's kind of a, I don't do a whole lot as much as I used to, but I'm still the driving force of growth. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that that's awesome. So you're finding what's working for you and getting to focus your attention on the things that you are doing best. And I imagine that's the main reason that you're successful. Where are you screwing up right now? Oh, well, there's a lot of things. Uh, (laughs) I'd say part of my worst thing right now is is there's opportunities that find me left and right. And part of being an owner is you've got a little bit of um, the shiny light uh, so I, I definitely learned how to say no a little bit better, but there's still things I need to say no to. Um, I thought I was a pretty good delegator, but there's certain things that I think are slipping. I'd say we're kind of um, right now we're retooling for more of the executive suite. And it's uh, sometimes people that can bring you here can't bring you here. And it's tough. And I'm not good at firing people. I'm not good at having these conversations. So we're kind of reinventing ourselves because you pass this hundred million dollar plateau and it's it kind of turned into a valley for us because we're, we're in the midst of that right now of like, you can't be the same company you were with the growth. We grew 80% last year and we're going to grow over hundred percent this year. And it's a machine and it takes really great leadership, great delegation, great culture, great communication, everything. But that might only get us to 300 million and then we're going to have to retool again. So I think that, Sometimes people don't realize they'll get to like 5 million and then they'll say, man, this software doesn't work anymore. Like I want it now I'm going to have to get new software. So I recommend using technology in a way that some people say, well, that'll, this will get us by for a couple of months and I'm, or a couple of years. And I'm like, no, just go to that better one. So you won't have to try to switch during growth periods. People say you shouldn't grow more than 10% a year, but I don't think that that is uh, 
with technology that doesn't make a lot of sense. And it obviously is not working for you when you're growing 80 and then a hundred percent. There's challenges. Trust me. It's not, it's not healthy to grow that fast, but I welcome the uh, challenge because I think we've got a good thing here. It's, it's not that hard. It's residential garage doors. We're the largest single owned garage door company now in North America. And um, we've done some pretty cool things for our employees with profit incentive program, like basically um, phantom equity. And uh, every, all of us are rowing in the same direction. So um, it's a pretty cool little thing we got going on. And we think we're going to hopefully get into Canada and, and, and grow exponentially. We started this best practices program for other garage door companies. And we're hoping that some of them will want to partner with us. Uh, because there's this crazy word that I'm going to share with you called arbitrage. And I could buy something for maybe five times profit, which is like EBITDA, which is profit. So if somebody's making a hundred grand a year, I could buy them for 500 grand. And I'm worth about 2 million the day I buy that company. Cause I get about 20 times EBITDA. Um, actually my buddy just sold his company, um, um, Gettle and he did 21 times EBITDA, which is, and the tune of $550 million. Pretty cool little payday. Super exciting. Yeah. Love it. Well, Tommy, the people are ready for your difference-making tip, even though you've already given us a bunch. What do you got? You know, here's the deal. Readers are leaders. Um, you got a, someone that took the time to write an entire book. They put all their stuff into a book. Um, I've got a lot of books. <laughs> this is kind of funny. I haven't read through this yet, but it's Hacks for TikTok. Um, this is a great book called The Coaching Effect. It's a really, really great book. Um, I've learned to read and read and read and read. And I got to tell you, it changes the, the chemistry of your brain, I think. And there's Audible. I've got, a, I think, about 1,200 books now on Audible. And I've not listened to every one of them because that'd be nuts. But I've listened to a lot of them. And I listen to them pretty fast. Um, but start talking to people and find out what books change people's lives. And, you know, you usually you add up the five people closest to you, add up their incomes, divide it by five, take the mean, and you'll find out that you're within 10 or 20% of that. Start changing the people you hang out with. Um, it, you know, a lot of people, they hang out in this, this group of people. And if sometimes they don't realize that it's, it's a cage. It's holding them back. You know, I watched uh, Morgan Friedman the other day. He was talking to Don Lemon. This was an older broadcast. And uh, Don Lemon said something like, well, what happens when you can't get out of the, you know, the ghetto or whatever, where you, he goes, what Morgan Freeman goes, well, there's buses that come all day, every day, just take a bus out of there. What do you mean you're stuck? And I think a lot of people, sometimes they feel stuck. And when you start reading and you change your environment and you change who you're with, it's amazing what can happen, but it's all about belief I know that was a long statement, but I think that that's a profound one is reading and changing your surroundings will really, really help people get out of their uh, cage. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Tommy, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they, how can they best engage with you? Yeah, I, got, I wrote a book, The Home Service Millionaire. I talked about how I went from $50,000 in debt to, at the time, a $30 million company. And uh, the home service expert, I had Michael Gerber, Mark Winters, Gino Wickman, lots of cool people on there, um, all about business. 
And I'm starting up a new podcast called Ask Tommy. It's a lot of to do with people have questions about a lot of stuff. And I generally don't have all the answers, but I go out and get them. That's why people like to ask me questions because I'll go get really good people to come on and, and kind of answer stuff. So that's probably the best way. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Tommy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of The Home Service Millionaire, wherever you buy your books. Check out the Home Service Expert Podcast and also check out the Ask Tommy Podcast as well. Thanks again, Tommy. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.